never say die! Hello everybody and welcome to episode 280 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I am Joel. And I'm Josh. And this week I learned that if you are Googling Double Dare videos, you either have Safe Search on or you specify Nickelodeon or you get very different results. Yes, that is true. Pat? Tab 48. <laughs> yeah. So this week we are going to talk about the the game show Double Dare, one that originated on Nickelodeon and the one that actually just rebooted this year in 2018. Also on Nickelodeon. Is it Nickelodeon? Oh. 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 They still play music videos? Oh wait. If you like music videos, <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. I'm not getting anything better. You might no. like the shows on the Podcast Collective, such as I Am Salt Lake, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, Tales from the Hard Side, and of course, The Red Dead Radio Hour. I don't know if I've ever actually heard somebody play the guitar and have it sound like that. I don't that. think Joel has either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you have a guitar, but all the strings are made of tongues. <laughs> The, the That's not the guitar. I've seen that image. Yeah, yeah, that is not a guitar. It's the Gene Simmons bass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you are uh, looking for our older stuff, we are on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and all sorts of online podcast directories. Like Pat says, if you can't find us, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, you can also go to podchaser.com and leave us a review. Ooh. And I hear you can do that on iTunes also, but that's that's a thing. Nah. Yeah, leave us a review, Podchaser, and wherever else. Go to our home on the web, or you can call us, 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. We don't have any voicemails, so... We do not. We do call not. Call us. So, call I don't us know. Talk to us. What do we have to say to get you people riled up? Pat? I'm, I've tried. I mean, <laughs> you cannot say I've not put the effort in. Do it for the baby. The Merry Christmas, baby? Yes. <laughs> no, not that, baby. <laughs> All right. And it's about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. And parts. All right. So we're doing June 25th, 2018, the premiere of The Last Remake. Oh. Of Double Dare. Yes. Why did Why did you go 2018 instead of going back to? I got tired of us always doing the 80s. So I just wanted to do something a little different. Yeah, we've done so many shows. We've almost done every single week from 83 to 86. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I got tired of hearing about Cheers, Cosby Show, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, I can only have so much Mary Lou written in your this, life. I mean, this is an all new like feel to the Twee. We're gonna We're gonna shake things up a little bit here. Mm. Well, let's see how this goes. Uh, music. The number one song in the land was Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Okay, you know what? Never mind. I don't like to scrap it. We're yeah, done. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Just like that, it's done. <laughs> Sounds like a country song, but it's a rap song? I guess. I've never heard it, actually. Hmm. Yeah. If Michael would like to pull it up. But no, if I'm not, okay. No. You know what? I'm totally yeah, fine. Not... I, got a feel- yeah, I got a feeling we're not going to like it. So, it's not like yeah. it's Eurovision or anything. 
<laughs> That's the guitar solo right there. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, good point. Very cool. Huh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, next week. So on June 20th, Alan Longmuir. <laughs> what just happened? Pop rock musician and founding member bassist of the 70s disco group, the Bay City Rollers, died at 70. He was absorbed. Funkily. And it wasn't Saturday night. I looked it up. It was a Wednesday. Oh, I see what you did there. Irony. Joe, Joe Jackson, American talent manager and patriarch of the Jackson family, die at 89 on June 27th. <laughs> Die. Died. Sorry. Uh, he died. He died at 89. Can I, can I finally get the title of Ron Burgundy taken away from me and given to him? <laughs> that was once. It's not like it's, you know, like the Thor's time or anything. <laughs> nice callback, sir. Well done. And finally, Drake released his fifth studio album, Scorpion, a double album with 25 tracks on June 29th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were still uh, hitting some of those tracks on the Billboard show at the beginning of this year. Yep. I believe so. Hmm. All right, moving on to movies. The top movie in the land was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I've seen that in the theater. I don't know if I have seen that. I still haven't seen it. It's uh, it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's a Jurassic Park movie, and uh, it leads to a uh, curious question of if they're going to go in the third one in this particular series, if uh, they're going to follow what they did at the end. Because if so, it's going to be kind of cool. They're going to have a, a dinosaur the size of the Empire State Building. They're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. No, they didn't get like bigger and. Oh, no, I'm just guessing. I don't like. I said I haven't seen it. It's not Godzilla. It might be. By the time Ooh. they're done. All right, June 29th <laughs> was a sad day. Saw the passing of Steve Ditko, American comic book artist for The Amazing Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, among many others, at the age of 90. Yep, he was also a um, fetish artist too. The very beginning of his career. He used to do. Rest in peace. You know, like the old school, um, like the old Rocketeer stuff, women in the bikini tied to the chair, that sort of thing. He did that sort of stuff for Irving Claw. Like pinup girl type stuff. Yeah, but a little cool. bit more saucier than that. Yeah, I was going to say, but a little more risque. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> like staple up girl. <laughs> I don't know. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm moving right past that to Vincent Paul Abbott who's also known as Vinnie Paul. He was an American musician, songwriter, and producer, best known for being the drummer and co-founder of the heavy metal band Pantera. He also co-founded the heavy metal band Damage Plan in 2003 with his younger brother, Dimebag, Dimebag Daryl, who also died on stage. Ooh, yeah. He was, a number of, he was a member of Hell Yeah for 12 years from 2006 until his death in 2018 from a dilated cardiomyopathy and coronary artery disease. That band has had a rough history. Okay. All right. So TV, the top shows in the land were Big Bang Theory, NCIS, This Is Us, and Roseanne. Which I uh, just saw that NCIS got picked up for a 17th season. Jesus. It just keeps going. Who was watching that show? Enhance. (laughs) Enhance. All right. On June 28th, Harlan Ellison... (laughs) Uh, American sci-fi author and screenwriter died at 84. He wrote the famous City on the Edge of Forever episode for Star Trek. He died at 84. 
Again. Yeah. For the second time. And immediately sued everybody involved. <laughs> and then died at 84. <laughs> and, and at 84? Can't make me laugh like that. It's not good for the baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's all right for me. Joel, I'm taking that title back. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right. Comedian John Oliver is blocked on Chinese social media on June 2nd after a parody of Chinese leader Xi Jinping aired on his show. The acronym of the week, LWTWJO. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Luke Wilson talks while jerking off. (laughs) Wow. I knew it was going to be good when you laughed at it when you were. (laughs) How many wows a minute is that? Just Owen in the corner, just commentate, commentating on it. Yeah, no, no, what is that, Patrick? What is that? <laughs> that is last week tonight with John Oliver. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, <on> June 23rd, <laughs> Game of Thrones actors Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie got married in Aberdeenshire, Scottenham, and on the field. Scottenham? <laughs> in Scotland. Scottenham on cheese. Yes. Scottenham? <laughs> I don't feel so bad anymore. Wow. I wish I wish we had towns like that. Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire on the green. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Moving on to sports. Daddy fucked the sheep. <laughs> okay. On June 20th at the FIFA World Cup, Portugal superstar Cristiano Ronaldo headed a goal against Morocco to become the all-time leading European goal scorer in international competition with 85 goals. Died at 84. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Thompson, Australian golfer and five-time Open Championship winner, died of Parkinson's disease at 88 years old on June 20th. 84. At 84 years old. Sorry, my bad. 88. Phil Rogers, a professional golfer with five PGA Tour wins of his own, tried to play through six days later as he died of leukemia (laughs) at 80 years old. I'm sorry, 84. <laughs> this is all people dying in Big Bang Theory. This week sucks. <laughs> Bazinga. Uh, but the good news is most of these people were referenced on the Big Bang Theory at some time or another. And hands. <laughs> and lastly, to take us out of this tweet, this is, a bad, this is a bad idea to change the tweet up. I apologize. <laughs> On June 30th at the FIFA World Cup, Killian Mbappé died at 84. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Killian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Killian Mbappé. What a crazy Mbapp- phrase. Mbapp- I want my Mbappé with a frappuccino. Killian Mbappé became the only <laughs> became only the second teenager since Pele in 1958 to score twice in a World Cup match as France eliminated Argentina 4 to 3 in Kazan. <laughs> Died at 84. I was hoping you were going to have something about about cricket on this one because I, I, I mean, you guys know I work with a lot of Indian folk, and at lunch last <laughs> week, sorry my my beer is making my move right on past my beer is making me burpy. Way to make that awkward. <laughs> I know. That's my job. I'm just good at it. I made a comment about how I didn't under, really understand cricket. Uh-oh. I didn't get out of the damn break room for an hour and a half. 
They're oh, explaining God, nice. everything. Though I did find out. We remember we've been talking about the scoring a maiden. Yeah, it's a no hitter. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, and they said oh, uh, it's a no hitter. It's a, it's a maiden because it hasn't never got touched. Oh, yeah, that's, makes... that's why I was ahaing about it. Probably yeah. had something to do with like virginity and ma- yeah. Yeah. See. Huh? So there Did you go. You find out what a sticky wicket was. I uh, that's I've, I found out a lot. There was a lot of conversation going on. <laughs> Lots of information came. Lots in of way. information going on there, and that's like uh, you know what is it? I asked coming. What does it mean when they take tea? Is that something? That he's like, no. It they they literally take tea. They stop, go back to the break room, sit down, have a cup of tea and biscuits, and then come back out and play. That's part of the game. Huh? As part of the game. Well, the games go for like three days. Yeah. <clears throat> so. It's like it's like. Charlie McDennis, you gotta take breaks for tea, <laughs> right? Yeah, I call bedtime. And then <laughs> what was what was the um the guy that we had on the uh, cricket facts a couple weeks ago? He scored the fifty six or something like that. He had he had uh, twenty sixes or something like that. Found out that oh, a, you know, yeah, he had, he had the first triple century. Yeah, yeah, something like what I found out what a six is is if is basically a home run. It's like when you get to run back and forth six times, right? Right. So that and that's just like if they hit the ball and it goes beyond the ropes that are on the outside of the field, then they just say, well, we'll just say you ran six times. Oh. Same. Everybody go take a nap. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> and then after three sixes, they have the rest. They have 18. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I still don't want to watch. No, but it's it's getting slightly more clair- well, clairvoyant i almost said clairvoyant <laughs> i think you're playing now I, I actually wound up watching some more you know they're here check out this oh. game this is this game they're doing and this they're actually hitting the ball behind them because of the angle on the what the hell is that thing for the bat all the time they are they, well they can so it's imagine if oh. it was legal in baseball to hit the ball behind you and then still make a run on that so that's why the the entire uh field it's not like baseball where there's everything happening at one corner of it. It's the cricket, everything going on in the center with the two wickets and all that, and they can hit the ball 360 degrees around themselves. So that's why they're in the middle of the field. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. See, all right. See, and then they finish and they're like, see? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still not interested. But don't ask again because I don't want to demystify this too much. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to become experts or anything. Right. No. So one we would, one would think, after how many times we've talked about cricket on this show, we should know something <laughs> about it. It's it's like the number one trending topic in our show run. <laughs> Got more stuff about cricket than anything else. <laughs> so then, oh wait, Joel, uh, keyboard Joel, take us out. <laughs> I was just gonna go straight on into the then. No, 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 no. God, keeps getting wetter. <laughs> All right. That's, so, what, that's what she said. That's not what she said. It might have been. She know. said it just like this. Ew. <laughs> got a weird sense of pillow talk there, dude. <laughs> so, Double Dare. Game show on Nickelodeon back when we were kids, 1986. Uh, was a lot more popular than I had anticipated it being. Well, let's see. 86. Um, I would have been... 12. I'll take your word for it. 
<laughs> Which was, meant, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was 14. That's all. Josh, you're what, like in diapers still? Well, he was 14. He was 12 also, but he was still in diapers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, 86? I would have been 10. So it would have been right in your wheelhouse then at that point. More well, so than maybe. As I was talking to you guys about before the show, this was in the rare Nickelodeon shows that was also on broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't have cable. I didn't realize it was on. Oh, I didn't know it was on broadcast as well. Oh yeah, either. that explains how I was able to see it then. Because <laughs> I remember watching it, but I was like, I never had cable. Yeah. So. Uh, that... oh, we're, we're supposed to believe you didn't have cable. I didn't. I had. He cables. just had him come out and do the whole thing for him. Oh yeah, he just yeah. Mark Summers just came to his house. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear him shaking his head. <laughs> All right, so it's an American television game show. Yeah, two teams of kids on either side answering trivia questions. And ask one question, you don't know it, you can dare the other team. If they don't know it, they can double dare you back, and you either have to answer it or do the physical challenge. And the money keeps doubling up every time. And it's not a lot of money. I thought it was more than this, no. but it's like I think the kids were walking out of there with like 100 bucks in the original 86 show. Right. That's the first thing I noticed, too. I'm like, this isn't a lot of money. Yeah, but, but you got a hundred bucks and a trip to space camp. What the oh, hell? Did anybody, ever, did anybody ever win that? What, the space camp? Yeah, the, yeah. the final prize. I, okay, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. I'd never seen an episode of the show before this show. So. Oh, wait. Pat was already smoking and having sex and driving at that point. <laughs> he didn't have time for a kid show. Yeah, the the end prizes on this, I was really, like, you win the board game. You win a little dictionary flippy doodah thing. You you win the tiniest TV you've ever seen. Right, and a Disney cruise. I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's a hell of a step up for the prize they're never going to get. But there were, there were a lot of kids. That, I mean, I watched a bunch of the old ones, and there were kids who got all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of them had, like, had time to spare, even. Uh-huh. Oh, crazy. Wow. Well, you know well, why. Well, some of the obstacle courses, it was just like, we've run out of ideas, so walk over here, get a little dirty, and grab a flag. That's an <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> Punch Mark Summers. That's an obstacle. <laughs> so the obstacle course didn't stay the same the whole time? Well, they had no. a bunch of... They, they had, like, a bunch of standards, like the big nose. You had to reach into yeah. the giant nose and pull out the flag. So wait, let, let's go over the rules. Yeah. Okay. So you, like I said before, you get a question, can't answer it, pass it to dare the other team. They dare you back. You either have to answer it or do the physical challenge. Physical challenges were stuff like take this, you know, fly a paper airplane into the mailbox. Which, by the way, I found very funny to discover that that is where uh, IGS ripped off the physical challenges. I just thought it was our. Like, oh, you your, didn't know? You didn't know no. that? Not until I watched the first Double Dare, I was like, oh, those mother... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that's why we call them physical challenges. Yeah, because I always thought it was kind of a clunky name, but I just went with it. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. Ah. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Right? So, uh, yeah. You do the physical challenge. For those who are uninitiated, IGS is Instant Game Show, of which we are the hosts at Gen Con. Just to clarify. Yes. Yeah. So if you'd like, we're also for hire. 
We'll do your bar mitzvah. <laughs> or your bat mitzvah. Any mitzvahs. We're, we're mitzvah we're, fans. We're all about the mitzvahs. We're mitzvah mitzvahs. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to let that one sit, I think. You pass them back and forth. You do the physical challenge. You, pat, you get the physical challenge. You gain control of the game. And you get the points. Well, get the dollars. At the end of the game, whoever wins, whoever has more money, goes to the big um, obstacle course, which includes such things, like we had said, reaching up into a giant nose and pulling out <clears throat> uh, the flags until you get the, until you can, uh, pulling out stuff until you get to the flags, jumping into the giant thing of, uh, what was it like? The bin of things. The, yeah, it was either balloons or, or little, little uh, packing peanuts. Ping pong balls or peanuts. Yeah. Or or pull this rope and this bucket full of crap will fall on you. That's a that's our part of the obstacle course. Yeah, uh, the one ton hamster wheel. You run on the wheel and brings the arm <laughs> down with the flag. Uh, there was Which that one could mess some people up because it took a while to get it going. Sometimes it did. They can you can really lose. I mean, would they? They're you know what the thing is is that why the kids got better at it is because the um you know kids were at home. They're like, man, if I was on that. Oh, for sure. Everybody was planning it out. You guys didn't have a giant hamster wheel. Not. In I just house. had a giant. I had a giant hamster to go with it, though. <laughs> Sexist. But uh, but yeah, they had all these um, all these different obstacles. Like I said, one time the Sunday slide was a ramp covered in chocolate, and then you went to a slide on the other side, and it was all covered with ice cream and stuff on the other side of that. And it's, and this is actually where they came with like a, a lot of the sliming and the messiness of Nickelodeon for sure. Now, what was cool about it was, um, that after they launched this, the viewership of Nickelodeon tripled. Wow. That's probably why they instantly syndicated it. Mm hmm. Well, this show was Nickelodeon at the beginning. Oh Yeah. I mean, this was why Nickelodeon became popular. Was you know, this show became popular. Well, that's what I associated it with uh, until I think what, like Ren and Stimpy came along, maybe? Or was that that was Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Ren and Stimpy. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on. Yeah. But yeah, this was kind of like the the flagship, so to speak. And then Nick at Night started, and blah blah blah. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes, Nick at Night. So how many episodes of this did you guys watch before this, and how many did you watch for the show? I used to watch it all the time when I was at when I was that age, for sure. This yeah. this was one of my shows, and the trivia watching it more recently it's harder than I remember. You know, though. Okay, first first on the with the episodes, there were four hundred and eighty two episodes from the nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety three season. So, tons of episodes. Jeez. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. That's a lot of shows. So, um, the thing that I did notice when starting these out was, it was like, easy question, easy question, crush you. <laughs> well, they they didn't want anybody to go on too long of a run, I think. Well, I mean, it just, but it started, what was one, like, one episode I watched it was, what is the language spoken in Germany? That was the very first question of the episode that I watched. English. Yes. You're right, Pat. You win. Here, have a pie. 
Yay! <laughs> but the kids, it was so funny because the kids are like, we, you get in their face, you can see they're like, we know it's German. Right. But but, is this a trick? <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure now. And they would discuss it. They didn't get together and discuss it. And the next question was, uh, what is what were the three houses of the three little pigs made out of? And they came, you know, they kind of they came back with that one. They're like, oh, cool. Then they're like, yeah, this is easy. We got this. And they're like, what actor starred in the number one film of two thousand or nineteen eighty five? And the kids are like, Tom uh, Cruise. No, I know that would have, that would have been a good guess. It was actually Eddie Murphy. Oh, uh, a... Beverly Hills Cop two. But that's just the uh, the progression that I noticed. Well, well I mean, some, sometimes you had the situation where the kids, you could tell, they're like, our opponents are stupid. Do we dare? <laughs> right, yeah, just try to build the pot? <laughs> yeah, just try and get the double dare off. You could see that happening on a couple of those episodes. I mean, that's a that's a genuine strategy if you think they're not going to know it. You know, try to just get yourself some more money. Well, and they actually say that in the uh, when he's explaining the instructions. If you do, if you don't know it, or you think the opposing team doesn't have a clue, double dare them. You know, it's well, and part of the fun of it was the physical challenges because how many times you're going to get a, you know, stick your hand up a giant nose? Unless you're a, gi- a giant nose, <laughs> not often. Everybody else, I, I mean, I'm always sticking my fingers up a regular nose. I mean, because if you're a kid, I mean, who doesn't want to get slimed? I mean, at that at that time, that was like that was almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. You were like 23, so. <laughs> you got slimed regularly. Ew. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, and I think I'm offended. Enhance. <laughs> I think you should be. <laughs> That's not good for the baby. <laughs> 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 but yes, so uh, like I said, off after the debut, tripled the viewership of uh, Nickelodeon. Reebok has also been a major sponsor of Double Dare throughout its run. Everybody came out with a pair of Reeboks and used them for the show. Um, you can, you know, what the other thing that I noticed in watching the different seasons of them is the protective wear that they gave the kids kept getting better and better. I think they were worried about getting sued. I wonder if that ever happened. At fir- at first, like in the very first episode, I watched the pilot. Mark Summers is is literally just grabbing kids by the collar and throwing them around. <laughs> they, they must have had him sign a waiver or something. The, the first obstacle course, he's like, no, no, go over here. And he's just throwing them. <laughs> well, did you see? Okay. In in the um the video that I found of you know, like behind the scenes at Double Dare, their very first um, episode, they had the they had the uh, obstacle course, and the first thing to find the flag was they had a giant pillow stuffed full of um, feathers, and it was find the flag in this giant pillow full of feathers. All right, so the kids are tearing. I mean, the thing is covered in feathers everywhere, and they're watching these sixty seconds tick by, and you can hear the tone in Mark Summers' voice. He's like, "Go on, it's in there." Somewhere, keep looking, and sure enough, the first time they forgot to put the flag in the first. Oh my goodness! (laughs) So these poor kids went for an entire minute, and then at the end of it, they goes, "Are we cutting?" Oh, thank God! (laughs) (laughs) So they do it again. Well, now the second time around, the producers thought that Mark Summers put the uh, flag in the pillow. Oh my God! 
he thought the producers put the flag in the pillow. So these kids about halfway through are getting a look on their face like this is some awful, awful joke. Yeah, they are fucking with that us. That you are playing with us. <laughs> and they go through the whole thing and they're, they went because the they had to let the whole 60 seconds go. So they went, cut it again, did it again. And now they open up the pillow and like the flag is like laying on top of all the all the feathers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but they, they said there were a lot of a lot of. Um, I'll say errors, but there was a lot of learning how to get how to get everything to work just right. But it, I honestly, it was a lot of fun rewatching these things. Well, for me, like um, with the Carmen San Diego show, it is. It's just a lot of fun. It takes you back to being a kid, and it's just it's just good, clean, kind of wholesome fun, you know. And you kind of get into it because the kids are so into it. Hmm. Makes feel like a kid again. But uh, this is hosted by Mark Summers. Uh, actually known, his real name is Mark Berkowitz. <laughs> Born in 1951. Uh, done Double Dare, What Would You Do? Uh, the next Food, Work, Food Network star and something called Dinner Impossible and Restaurant Impossible. Some Food yeah, Network un- Unwrapped, isn't it? How is that not in there? It is. Oh, okay. You said it. I yeah. missed it. Well, it's on the list. I just maybe hadn't said it yet. Oh, okay. Um, some other stuff about Mark Summers is um, he has revealed that he has OCD. Hey, yep. And, I was going to mention that if you didn't. So. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Which is kind of crazy because this is not a game that you would think somebody with OCD would do. And you can, you can see it in his eyes sometimes when he's walking around the stage. He's just like, eh. <laughs> like, like when he's shaking hands at the end and stuff, he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> well, he got really good with it, too, to the point where he would actually jump inside the giant thing full of foam or whatever. And Yeah, but I, like I said, I watched the very, very first two episodes. And, and knowing that about him, because I, I used to watch Unwrapped, and, and, and it was very obvious watching that show. So, so I was look I was looking for it in the in in the in the old clips. It was pretty funny. Too. So a reality show with him and and uh, Howie Mandel living together would be right. That would be awesome. Howie, awesomely bo- awesomely boring. Howie Mandel, Mark Summers, and Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Artie Lang. Ooh, jeez. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, so uh, other things about Mark Summers is that he, uh, he's he got a lot of like injuries. He just, In 2012, he was in an accident in a Philadelphia taxi cab and smacked up against a partition. Um, he said everything on the left side of his face was destroyed from the eye socket down. Damn. Uh, nice. Yeah, he says, he got, in an interview, he said, there's a lot of VCR parts in my face. <laughs> I'm not sure, maybe he was carrying a VCR at the time, that didn't dig too much into that uh the other thing is that um he had had uh, exploratory surgery and uh revealed that he had chronic lymphatic leukemia holy crap yeah the doctor that he was going to recommended chemotherapy but uh he was worried about the chemo so he went and got a second opinion to an oncologist in chicago uh and then the um oncologist said yeah it's not that it's mantle cell lymphoma and you have six months to live Summers was like, what? Went back to the original doctor. He checked him again. He was like, no, calm down. Uh, he actually went through uh, two years of chemo. Huh. Yeah. So. But... Obviously it worked because he's 
Still he, kicking, 67 yeah, he, years old. He looks good. Uh, this uh, show has also been hosted by a Dave Faustino, who's been on it. Uh, that's Bud a familiar Bundy. name. Yes. Bud yeah, Bundy. That's, that's, yeah, from the, yeah, exactly. Bundy. Yep, and also does the voice of um, Mako Ted in Bundy. Legend of Korra. Yes, he does. Stacy hmm. Keenan. Ah. Another her? Do you know? Yeah. No, I don't know that name. What's that she from? was on... Uh, da, 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 da. I can see her face. My Two Dads? My Two Dads. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. My Two Dads. Yep, that happened. Not no. what you think it is. Paul Reiser's... After, after Aliens, he was like, I can only go up. <laughs> 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 he was wrong. Uh, announcer. Yeah, obviously, everything I pick is gold. Yeah. Um, announcer is uh, John Harvey. Is that bald, bearded guy was in the corner. There was this weird kind of like they. There was always this interaction between him and Mark Summers going on the whole time. Papa. And what? Papa. You said bald, bearded guy. Oh. Uh, but now he's uh, worked on trading spaces. Um, something called Finders Keepers. But uh, he's, you know, it's basically what he did for a living. So he's doing all right. Uh, also, Lou Ferrigno was in for he, one episode. That would be an interesting one. I'd like to track that one down, actually. <laughs> Lou, climb this slide. What? <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh, um, good. And then uh, Jennifer Malone. I don't know who this is. Somebody was looking her up because I don't know either. Yeah, it's she's in something called The Swamp Murders, and she was in Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns, and oh well, she must be awesome. Yeah, and her. how <laughs> cool? How cool would this be? The 1987 version of Weird Al Yankovic. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. He was on it. Yeah, at least an episode. At least huh. one, yeah, one episode he was on. Huh. Which was pretty sweet. I mean, they they definitely it got big enough that uh, that he joined in. So you know, it's... yeah, it was huge. I mean, just because I didn't watch it doesn't mean I don't know about it. It was this was a big cultural show. Lots of, I mean, a lot of people watched it. Very Except popular among tweens. Tweens. My, my niece watched it all the time. Like she had it on every time I ever came over. Huh. All in all, I mean, it, it's a not a lot to the whole like strategy thing, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It's one of those shows. It's nice to just keep on in the back and like your parents aren't going to be too offended by it. No, very family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's definitely one of the things I think that's kind of the appeal of it. Even now is um, how incredibly wholesome it is, but not, not in a cheesy kind of way. It's just, just fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's why they don't have Steve Harvey hosting it. Now. It'd be dirty. Sorry. Anyway, you were saying. We're gonna make you just sit in that joke for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to sit in this joke. Somebody you know what you did. <laughs> I'm going to rub your Ew. nose in it. Ew. Oh. So, Pat, this was your first viewing then? Is that it? Yeah, like I said, I watched the first couple episodes, first three episodes, I think. 
And I was planning on watching um, a couple more episodes, but then my internet shit the bed last week. And this week was kind of a little bit of a busy week. So, But I got to watch the new episodes this week. I didn't get to watch any of the old ones. Anymore. I, mean, I watched the first those, three. It's one of those things, though, where, I mean... I kind of got the concept, I think. Yeah, the show itself doesn't change a lot, but it's just kind of the fun of each episode is new and different as far as, like, who's there and how they interact and how the game is played. But the, the basic beats of it are all kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what I, you know, I got the feeling that it was going to be the same vibe all the time. Just, you know, change up by the, based on the, yeah, that, that was exactly what I felt about it. So, <laughs> I mean, I really, what more can I say about it? I mean, it was, you know, it's kids doing, you know, answering trivia and doing funny shit. You know, I mean, what's not to like? If it would have been more Lord of the Flies. You know, maybe. No, I mean, it's a, it's a nice little family show. It's not, you know, I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say on Double Dare. I apologize. But, I mean, it, I, there's nothing to rant about. There's nothing, you know, there's, there's nothing to have a strong opinion about either way. Yeah, once you've got the base concept down and it's not that hard to grasp, like the flow of most of the shows are the same. And, you know, you spend, you know, a, a third of the show explaining how the obstacle course works and then you do the obstacle course for the last third and then you're done. <laughs> wow. Good thing you weren't at the pitch meeting. <laughs> What's the show about? Well, he's like one third <laughs> trivia, one third explaining an obstacle course and one third doing the obstacle course. Done. What do you think? Give me millions. <laughs> We're going to go with the other show. <laughs> Sorry. The one about asbestos frogs. What? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like the worst concept in my head. Like, I would watch a show. The worst about concept asbestos. in your head is asbestos frogs. Well, the worst one that I'm going to admit to the public. I would watch that show. I don't know why, but so it wait, sounds like a trainer. You we go on with this now. <laughs> asbestos frogs. I mean, is it do, like you, the we frogs don't, we don't want it? You do not want me to do just a random stream of consciousness into the so, where I'm going to go if I just start talking. They're like... <laughs> no? Yes, that's what it's like. That's, yeah, that's what I'm imagining in my head. Like Coffee! Really, like really sick frogs. Yeah, we got it, Joel. Yeah. So they're sick. <laughs> From yeah, the advanced frogs. And they're frogs. They're dying of cancer. So it's a it's a kids show. I, I think Joel's going to be doing this in the now as well. So we can probably just go to the break. <laughs> hey, wait, did any did any of you guys like ever want to be on the show? Like have the desire to to participate watching it? Zero desire for me. Not because I wasn't a fan. Because I don't want. I I have no desire to get that dirty. No. I'm right there with Pat. Is I enjoyed watching it, but like yeah. I didn't like getting my hands dirty as a kid, so... Yep, same here. Really? Yep. Yep. I still don't like getting dirty. Like, I like I don't like things on my skin. I don't like uh, writing on me. That's why I don't like tattoos. Um, I don't like dirt on me. I don't like... Yeah, no. No, thank you. I mean, like, I don't mind, like, being, like, dirty and sweaty if I'm, like, cleaning something, doing something, whatever, if I'm playing a sport, anything like that. But if I'm not, or as soon as I'm done with it, I get clean as soon as I, as soon as I can. 
So you guys didn't like take your action figures out in the dirt and play outside? No, 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 no. Mine were set up in the living room in elaborate scenes. Yeah, or my bedroom. Like you take your comforter and you make a mountain and you set them up in the mountain. I did that too, but occasionally you go outside and do some outside scenes. No, because outside is where dirt is. What the hell? Please tell me you're in the same boat with me, Mike. I'm I'm with you, man. My GI Joe guys outside had the base. We, yeah, I, Pat's a freak. Um, well, apparently Josh is too. Not so much. I think Pat's more of like a bubble boy. That's not very nice. And? I'm just going to go on, I'm just going to go on record. I don't like the tone of your voice. <laughs> I don't like the cut of your jib. I don't like the look of your face. <gasps> what? I don't know. What? I, I just, I didn't know this about Josh, especially Pat. I kind of had a, a vague inkling. Well, but... Pat didn't go outside because he's afraid of dirt. Joe, Josh didn't go outside because he lived in like Cicero. Well, that's true. But I also <laughs> didn't like getting my hands dirty. He's afraid of getting shot. I thought Pat was afraid of creditors. Are you oh. running from creditors? <laughs> I, would, I was not in debt when I was eight. There know. he is! <laughs> <laughs> so then, Mike, did you have any desire to be on the show at any point? Like now you're, you know, we were just above that cusp of probably the age group that would have been on there, but yeah. like, would you have, I guess, if if age? if I had known how to, I didn't realize it was a, you know, it's like, oh, I don't, I never it really occurred to me how the hell those kids got on the shows. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is made in Canada. They probably just go out and harvest the Canadians. They just <laughs> grow them in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Summers is like, go harvest some more kids. <laughs> Harvest re- more children to keep time me to alive. record another show. Yeah, I need their blood. I, though, though, <laughs> saying this, would, Mark Summers seems like a really nice guy. Yes. You know, like he's he he'd be like the uncle that always brings a cool presents for Christmas. You know that sort of thing. He doesn't seem like he'd be like a secret douchebag. Yeah, I no, don't, that- I don't get that vibe. No. And that's one of the reasons I think why it works so well is that he just was genuinely a good guy that was having fun. Like, you know, he was happy to get paid, I'm sure, but he was legitimately enjoying himself during the the recording. I also didn't notice, like, there was a little bit of the kids show try hard humor, but not as much as some other shows. Like we just did Carmen Sandiego. Like it was less forced humor than in Carmen. Oh yeah, Carmen was written to, you know, push as many bad jokes as as you could squeeze in there without, you know, being a comedy show. But yeah, this one was a lot more organic. I think is the the feel I got. Well, I thought it would have been fun personally, but you know, to to go on there and do the challenges and get slimed and. Be goofy and I know that was like the big thing. Like you go to, you know, go to the Nickelodeon studios and you can get slime there. I will say that does not seem fun. The slime? Yeah, it did not. No, that's what happens when you're bad at being a Ghostbuster. You get slimed, right? Yeah. Are you saying Venkman is a bad Ghostbuster? Just the beginning. Just that first time. He figured it out real quick. (laughs) <laughs> so, so the porn stars are all bad at their job if and they're a ghost break. Star, maybe because they're getting slimed all the time 
Yes, they're bad Ghostbusters. They're excellent porn stars. <laughs> uh, All um, right, Joel has brought us to this point. I, I don't blame me. I won't. Oh, driving. you're definitely getting blamed. Yes, I'm not driving this we're boat. Have, we're gonna have a show of hands. Everyone who blames Joel, raise their hand. Me. Did you hear all those hands go up? I heard Pat's because he said me. <laughs> well, my hands are busy right now. Yeah. All right, we're going to break. We're we'll back in a little bit. We're going to talk about the 2018 reboot of Double Dare. Double Dare, 2018. It was remade, and what are the, it's airing on Nickelodeon again, right? Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, but they got a the one tr- the one change is a new host. Mark Summers is now the announcer, and they have a new host. Uh, Lisa, Liza, what day? How is it, Liza? Liza Koshi. Liza Koshi. Yeah, she's pretty good, actually. She is pretty for a game show host. She's got a she's she's active. got a future, I think. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, go ahead, Mike. Well, um, she's she's very upbeat, and you know. And into it, not Inuit. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not Hawaiian or Hawaiian. Jesus. Hawaiian. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Patrick. Are you Joel, all of a sudden, what the hell is this? <laughs> right. I mean, she's from Dubai. So. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, talking about a callback. That. Yeah. Nice callback, Dick. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mike, I didn't, I didn't mean to step on your toes. Uh, no, I got no idea what I was going to say right there. So anyway, people that have been on this show, besides Lisa Koshy and Mark Summers, who was the announcer, as we said, for all 45 episodes that have premiered, Drake wow. Bell. What? 45 episodes. That I'd missed. Was that including all of season two that haven't that's, aired? That's all of them. That's yeah, so, I mean, they haven't all aired yet, but there's 45. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so this has had a one Drake Bell on from Drake and Josh. And I think none of you had kids that were old enough to watch that. No. That no, was, but that was a we, show that we had to watch. Yeah, I'm familiar. He's done some uh, horror movies, so that's how I know who he is. Yes. Reddit is how I know who he is. Yes. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias as a guest. Kel oh, Mitchell. Ah, Fluffy. Yes, Kill Mitchell and Keenan Thompson. Patrick had said that, and uh, Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I threw that one in there for you, Mike, because I knew you'd, you'd know yeah, who it was. I know, yeah, I know who Pete Wentz is. But yeah, so uh, they get they've been getting some good people, man. I mean, it's they're I mean, <laughs> definitely a step up from Lou Ferrigno, I guess. <laughs> if, if Lou Ferrigno was in Fall Out Boy, that would have been a totally different band. That would have been amazing. <laughs> The thing that I notice, aside from the cash prizes obviously going way up, is that most of the trivia seemed way, way, way easier, just on average. It really did. I wasn't sure if that was just me if that noticed that. <laughs> I mean, at first, because I watched the new ones first, I was like, okay, well, I've got a lot more life experience. And then I watched the new ones, and I went back and watched the old ones. It's like, nope. The old ones are harder than I remember, and the new ones are easier. And they were like way easier. Some of them, you know. Well, I, in the, okay, I watched the the Keenan and Kel episode was the one that I watched. One of the ones I watched, and they were asking like straight up questions about like things about Good Burger, the, the, a show I've never even watched that I knew. 
I'm like, I mean, and you're asking the guys that starred in this, like, what did, you know, did, what was Keenan's name in the show? You know, that question, not that bad, but like pretty much. I'm like, why are you asking shows questions about the show to the people that were in the show? That's a little too easy. And in defense of those questions, if somebody said to us, hey, remember that theater thing that you did 25 years ago? We're going to ask you trivia about it. How much would you? No, get no, right? okay, no, but but okay, but you, if you went up to Jerry Seinfeld and you said, "Here's some trivia for you," who, uh, what was the name of your biggest enemy? That's not difficult, Newman. You know, I mean, he would know that that kind of shit. You know, I'm, and I'm know. not even sure Mike's point stands all that well because. For me, you ask me something from theater 20 years ago, I'll recite all my lines. You ask me what my wife said to me yesterday, that's where I'm going to lose yeah. the $200. Yeah. And I'm exactly, the, I'm exactly the same thing. My long-term memory is just fine. I've blown out my short-term memory. Well, and there's a difference between being a fan of something and being a part of that thing. Because, you know, if, if we ask somebody, you know, or somebody comes to us and is like, remember what happened in episode 158? And we're like, no. But we were there. We did it. But, yeah. You know, it's like Doctor Who, you know, you, you get the cast members talking about the show and they don't remember nearly as much or know nearly as much as the the fans do. Well, um, and for sure, you could stump us with 40 going on 14 trivia. The point is, is that the kind the of trivia that they were, yeah, the trivia yeah. That they were using was not the kind that's going to stump us. Right. right. It's like, it. who was the character that you came up with in the first episode? Like, we'd get that. Yeah. And that's the sort of questions they were being asked. Yeah. Like, like the the name of the the name of the guy who speaks quietly in the background is called background Joe, background Phil, background George. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there were definitely dumbed down questions for sure. Yeah. Or one yeah, one hundred percent dumber questions in the new version. You know, in all honesty, how many times do we come up with an idea for a show, get all excited about it, and then realize we already did it? It happens. Uh, it's about once every other month or so. We'll, we'll hit a snag. Okay. Like We've that. only ever actually recorded that show that we've already done once, though. That's true. <laughs> I think that was like in year two, we redid one from year one and didn't realize it until year three. We got a little bit more organized. But then there's ones that are infamous, like the Peter Pan show, that we'll never forget that we did that already. But anyway, Double Dare. One of the things that I, I was kind of <laughs> missing about this was um, I liked Mark Summers as the host. And even though this girl has got some moxie and she's entertaining, it, it feels a little different without him at the helm. I don't know. But, well, I mean, I, I can't say that because, it, you know, different for me was it's not, you know, because I didn't watch but three episodes right. of the first one. So I can't necessarily I shouldn't weigh in on that one. There... I thought it was fine is all I'm saying. There is a little bit more of that forced humor that I don't care for. Uh, it, it does track a little bit more like a kid show rather than a game where the contestants happen to be kids and the physical challenges are geared towards kids. Mm. I think a little bit of that might be just because this is her first ever show and she just doesn't have her own personality showing yet. She's doing everything that the producers tell her to do. And the producers are like, this is what you do on a kid show. Right. And it sucks just a little because Double Dare didn't do that traditionally. 
and I'm not looking at this with rose-colored glasses because I, I just recently watched both of them and kind of confirmed my initial memories of these things. But yeah, I think I think this girl's gonna have a good future in game shows ahead of her, and we'll see better better things from her, you know, when she gets to be more herself. I'm sure. Did it seem like the physical challenges and or the um, the final game uh, were a bit more messy? They see it seemed a little more over the top. And it also just seemed like even in both in both versions, the challenges were either impossible or too easy there was almost no like you know there, there the challenges either didn't even get close to getting finished or they were done with second with with 15 seconds to spare well that was i'd say that's a fair criticism <clears throat> that was something that mark summers was talking about in that in the video that i had watched was there were some like they had one one challenge of these kids they had three locks on a little bitty door and they gave both kids a key ring and all they had to do was figure out which key went to which lock and unlock these three locks. And they gave them 30 seconds and they were like, nobody ever did it. It was, they, they, they figured it was going to be super easy because there was only like three or four keys on each key ring, but no kids were able ever actually to uh, do it. But then, like I had said before about throwing the paper airplanes into the mailbox, Mark summer, when they did that, he's like, no one's ever going to be able to get that. And then they like, set it up all right go and you're done yeah because that's the thing about like you know like we've discovered in you know in our in our igs what we were just talked about earlier you know sometimes you think of a game in your head and you and you're like oh this is gonna be great and you and it you do it and when it come when it happens you're like that was a total disaster or and, uh, and wow other times, we're finished already yeah and other times you know you, you think a game is gonna really be lame and you know you just do it anyway and it turns out oh the simple concept was really good well that's like with us with i mean when you got that nacho combat yeah right i mean here we have two <laughs> giant that's a, stu- <laughs> that's a stupid little like impulse buy i bought at a dollar store and it's like one of our most popular games yeah it's and for those of you that have never seen us play it's it's two giant plastic like tablecloths covered in pictures of nachos but there's little bitty things hidden in there like a gerbil or a flag and that sort of thing and you have to they we give we break up the cards and they have to find these things before and for some reason it's always the crowd gets really riled up on that one and like you know and that's one of the things i was thinking when i was watching some these episodes of double dare is like we could really watch these and steal some of their you know, some of the physical challenges, you know, but the problem is the majority of them are, you know, we can't make a mess where we are. So. Yeah. Right. And I think we crib from double dare and have for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For some of us, it was conscious. Yeah. I was just going along. Yeah. We've been stealing this stuff for 10 years. (laughs) I I watched the show and my mind was like, blown. What? (laughs) (laughs) There's references. <laughs> this is us. <laughs> but no, it's, it does uh, look a little like Mike, Mark Summers <laughs> now. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it, the, this the show itself hasn't really changed that much. I mean, it's not like you can take something like this and innovate. <laughs> well, I, I wondered. Think you wreck it if you try. Yeah. I wondered if they were going to try and tweak it or update it or something. And they really, for the most part, stuck to stuck to the original format. But I guess, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make it super interesting for us to talk to uh, talk about it in terms of points of comparison. But I mean, yeah, we kind of picked the topic before we knew that. And I'm glad we looked at it in any case. I had fun revisiting it personally. And, you know, it was kind of nice to see that it's still around and there's still an audience for it because it is kind of clean, wholesome, uh, fun. And it's a game show for kids, which, you know, most game shows are for adults. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. I do have to say something about the crowds. In the old episodes, I have never seen so much 80s hair in one spot. <laughs> I was never, I didn't really pay attention. Oh, that's fun. It was just like <laughs> the, the conversation I was watching with the girls, and they were like, Did everybody wear their bangs straight up? So, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 pretty much. We, we, we did not like aerodynamics back then. I was going for the lift. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying we're, to kill the environment for you. Right. All right. We didn't want any of this pesky ozone yeah. bothering us. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I would definitely, if you guys want to watch one more episode, or if anybody listening to this wants to watch a good episode of the new Double Dare, I highly recommend the Keenan and Kel episode. It's very entertaining. Because um, Keenan and Kel, they talk about at one, you know, at one point how – even though they were in the same studio as the Double Dare people, you know, and they saw them all the time, they never actually got to play the game. And they, they were act, they were both like little kids playing the game because, like, at one point, there's 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 one game where it made absolutely no sense for the for because the, they each played with one kid on their team, yeah. one super super fan, and there was one point where like one person had to get in the cup and be pushed around and get all the stuff dumped on them. And the, and the other one had to push them around. It was so obvious the kids should have gotten in the cup, but Keenan's like, nope, I'm getting in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out on this too much when I was a kid. Exactly. He's like, I want to I get gunk on me. Put me in the cup. <laughs> See, I kind of wish I would have watched it now because seeing somebody who's a fan of it come back and do it as an adult, I mean, and that's kind of one of the things that I was kind of hoping that maybe they would do initially when I heard that there was a reboot. Yeah. And I'm telling, I'm telling you, go watch, go watch that episode, then Joel, because you'll like it. Especially, they, they, the, the when the the two winners at the end, you know, they do the obstacle course, and then at, after they're done, the two Keenan and Kel decide they're going to do it together and to raise money for charity, and so they ran the obstacle course again a second time together. Well, that's that's cool. cool. Yeah. Well, I had kind of hoped that maybe what they would have done was would have made it uh, double dare, but would have had you know the kids from the original episodes or kids that never got a chance to be on it that are grown up now. Or like, or like a kid from the original episode and their kid. That would be cool. As a yeah. I, and I think they do have, um, uh, I saw something about there, there is a, uh, something like that, uh, episodes like that, but just the whole concept, you know, kind of making it, um, adult double dare, but not adult. You just want to see people throw out their back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because you figure the kids that are there, you know, are 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 little little younger than us now, but around our age doing that show, and I think that would have been just as fun as watching the kids do it, or have a you know, like, an, a second show that was just with adults with Mark Summers hosting. It'd be kind of fun, just a, yeah. or a week of that, you know, something. Yeah, I agree. Okay, <laughs> let's send that letter then. I'm already typing it as we speak, actually. They say, yes, 
but only if Josh and Pat are the contestants. Ooh. And we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. And climb the ladder. Oh, God, my back. <laughs> well, the first time they're like, put your hand in this thing. No, we're done. No, no. <laughs> I just be standing there when we're done. I'm like, I need lots of towels right now. Never mind. Yeah, I was but, like, there's a lot of jokes there, but they're all pretty obvious. I would just. <laughs> As Imagine, long as they're you know, linen they're, towels, you're fine. They're linen, exactly. Exactly <laughs> our linen. Designated. <laughs> or they're Blackhawk towels. Patrick's, Patrick's, there. Patrick's there is jumping to a vat of hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it burns, but I'm clean. <laughs> I'm pure. You're Purell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right, so what do we have on tap for next week, gentlemen? Joel, uh, next it? week, uh, we are going to be talking about one of my favorites, Police Squad, versus a, uh, a current favorite of a lot of you guys, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, the, uh, the connection on this is comedy cop shows. All right, so if uh, you want to tell us about your experience with Double Dare as a kid, if you watched it, uh, what you thought was the best prize or what you hoped to win if you ever got on it, uh, let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And again, if you're looking for our older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, we're on this thing called the Internet. Ooh. What's got the, inter- the interwebs. Interwebs. You can find us at our custom tube. <laughs> it's a series of tubes. <laughs> Go to the 40 go 14. Go 40 go 14.com. <laughs> just happened? <laughs> Mike's having another stroke. I oh. smell toast. <laughs> that would that would suck. I would have a stroke on the air, post a show, and that would be like our number one show. <laughs> That'd be how we finally got popular. <laughs> Dude had a stroke on the episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, find us there. Come on by. Thank you for listening and be careful of slides covered in chocolate sauce. <laughs> That's just Ep- a good rule of thumb. It is. Episode episode two eighty one. Where I can put a go fourteen. <laughs> Oh my god, you're an asshole. Say <laughs> good night, kids. But it's funny, I, I was talking to Sarah. It's like, from the front, I look like a guy who lifts weights. From the side, I look like, but I probably shouldn't because it's bad for the baby. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I know, I keep replaying it in my head. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, fuck me. (laughs) So what do you do? Just cut, cut, we're done. Let's oh. <laughs> pick this up next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, I've peaked. I'm, I'm not getting anything else half that good tonight. 
<laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Cut to the mic, too. <laughs> no, I'm no, not I'm crying, you're crying. <laughs> now imagine <a> Josh lactating. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Dressed like Han Solo. <laughs> If it were me, you'd be dead. <laughs> Part of the gimmick is halfway through the set, he vomits <laughs> through his trombone. Dude. Sick trombone with their latest hit, It's Not Good for the Baby. <laughs> uh, that's amazing.